Hey everyone, Luke here from Metal Hammer Magazine, introducing you to episode 5 of Metal Hammer Meets. And my guest this time is Nurgle from Behemoth. I met Nurgle last week while he was in town promoting the new album I Loved You At Your Darkest, which is out now. And we had a chat about that record, but also about him being considered a hipster by metal fans, whether artists can ever be free, and if it's possible for anyone to be truly good. It gets quite deep and quite blasphemous, so enjoy. Um, obviously, we're here today on album launch day. Like it's, everything, it's all, I, I love you, your darkest is out today. Like, how are you feeling? Very excited. Um, the anticipation is over. It felt like, you know, keeping my uh, like baby in a, in a... I've never been pregnant in my life, you know, so I don't know the feeling, but somehow I know. So it's like you keep it for months, months, you know, and the anticipation is growing and people are like fucking bursting out and like... Yes, it is. Here's this day, you know, so there's a lot of relief, okay? But also anxiety too, and, and excitement too. Because I'm, I'm really eager to, to, to share, you know, people's opinions, to talk about people about that. You know, like every record is like, it's part of me, and I'm giving the world like, hey, this is like, this is my kidney here, okay? Or this is my liver, you know, I'm just handing it to you, you know? How are you gonna... It's, it's, it's exciting, it's cool. So are you the sort of guy who gets nervous? You don't strike me as someone who gets nervous at all. I'm not nervous in the, like, the regular sense of the term, you know, like, Ugh. I never get like a stage fright anymore and stuff. Like, I'm, pre I'm very self-confident, but I'm excited. I'm excited and I got this, I get hyped and um, I love this feeling, the adre adrenaline. So do you care about people's reactions to your, to your music? Or I do. Just... I do. I won't be lying. But then again, I do, <coughs> um, like in the first place, it's all about my satisfaction, okay? So I'm making music not to please people. Pleasing people is in the second or third place, maybe, you know what I mean? So uh, artist is <coughs> creating for his like, own uh, artistic, egocentric needs. But that's a very paradoxical too, you know, because <coughs> I don't... I've never heard of any artist. <coughs> if they say they never, they never care about <coughs> other people's opinions, they're lying, you know, because every artist requires uh, recognition and uh, want to be noticed by, recognized by, you know, widely. That's why we do it. So it's, it's very paradoxical, you know, we do it for ourselves, but then we want the world to bend on its knees which hardly ever happens. <laughs> and then we're disappointed, frustrated, and then we go back to our caves again and just work on, the, oh, this one is gonna put the world to its knees. And the cycle goes on until we die. <laughs> Obviously, The Satanist was such a landmark album for the band and a real statement of intent, it felt like. But how important was it for you not to just copy that formula and do that again? That's, uh, I mean, if you're familiar with Behemoth discography, there's 11, 11 records and none of the records is alike. There, there's just no twin albums there. You know, every record is different. And that is, um, and that is our um, trademark, so to say. I mean, I'm a huge ACDC fan and I'm expecting ACDC to deliver nothing but ACDC, okay? I have heard they're in the studio now. Get me some more ACDC. I'm a fan. When you're a behemoth fan, you know you're never gonna get the same record. So 
no chance for those who expect the Satanist part two. So obviously a lot of things that fed into the Satanist was what happened to you and your health and everything beforehand. Like what was sort of the main catalyst and driving force behind the love you at your darkest? <clears throat> life in general. I just lived my life after the Satanist. I've, I've enjoyed the hell out of touring for the record. I did a lot of traveling worldwide, just with the band, of the band, going through some ups and downs, you know, personal life, some crises, some, some highlights, collecting all that information in my data and then just spitting it out when the time came right. I just felt it, you know, it's, 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 the moment comes and then you just grab your instrument, whatever you play, and you just release it, you know. I'm, I'm not really one of those guys that just sit there like every day and just jamming and doing something. Guitar is my tool for other, you know, for a, for a blacksmith it's, it's a hammer and, and for a, a wood, you know, worker it's, you know, nails and I don't know, a saw, whatever, it just, you know what I mean? It's like, it's tools. You, you need a tool to create something, to build something. And I need my guitar to, to, re, to release my, to express my uh, inner self. So, yeah, life. With all its, you know, with all the rainbow <laughs> of its nature. So obviously I think the key thing everyone's picked up on is that the blasphemy has been ramped up a lot on this record like was it always going to be that way i mean like some people are like they're just waking up and whoa you're so blasphemous you're this you're that you know like well you you surely not familiar with our history because the, this band has been pretty much all about the same ever since okay so like some idiots coming now and say oh you're just you know cashing on that you know, Christian, like bashing Christianity all the time, or just you just come up with something that is very unoriginal. Maybe it's unoriginal, but I've never said I am original, okay? I'm just being myself. If I'm dull as fuck, I'm dull as fuck. Take it or leave it. From 91, <laughs> Behemoth has a very strong anti religious agenda. And I believe that we just perfected it now and uh, we can express it in a very artistic and beautiful way. That's how I see that. Some people may see it differently, but that's how I see it. And I, that's how I'd like to see that, okay? And that's it. So obviously the title itself came from the Bible itself. Like, have you had any sort of backlash from religious groups who may have seen that you're taking their, you know, their text? Uh, maybe, there's been so much information you know, rushing through. Mm, yeah, I I really hope. You know, someone said very smart words. If you can impress them, confuse them. So I hope you know if if the, the, our music is not impressive enough, you know, we can still fuck them up a little bit, stir the shit up, and and just make them confused, make them disturbed. You know, that's that's what I think. You know, the the art is there to be just to, not to make your life comfortable it's there to disturb your life just to make you think to fucking to poke you to, to stimulate you you know i'm not i'm not here to to make your you know to make you sleep nice and tight you know i'm, I'm here to disturb your sleep <laughs> what sort of music disturbs you then i would what's what genuinely scares you it's not really about just being scared it's about being touched deeply I don't know, I listen to Nick Cave and I trust him, you know, and 
He's a very credible artist to me. When I listen to Swans and it fucking kills my, you know, bowels, you know, with how noisy and, and, and honest it is. But I listen to this new band, I mean new, they just released a record today, One Head, One Tail, and they're black metal, but they seem to be very disturbing. Or Vatain, or... Yeah. Oh, there's, there's music, you know, but then I go to see Lars von Trier film, and it's very disturbing as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there I'm looking for, you know, to 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 touch me deeply, to strike me, you know, because that's what I'm expecting for the true art. So speaking of art, obviously the visual aspect of this album, there's been a lot of pictures of you on the cross and pictures of you in robes and everything. Like, how important is the visual aspect to Behemoth? It's pretty essential. I mean, to me, it's. Uh, it's, I just I approach uh, what we do conceptually, very holistically, okay? So it's a one big thing, you know, that um, if you... I mean, I know there's people who just listen to music. Or like there's Catholics that, that love Behemoth, you know? So maybe they just skip that part, which is okay. But it's like, can you watch a movie? Can you go to the movies and just close your eyes? You can, but uh, how much you're going to benefit from it? Just Partly, you know, because sound is one thing, but the vision is pretty essential here. I'd say it's the same with Behemoth. They're, like all these parts are very important to to fully understand and and and, and absorb the nature of our music. So there's pictures of you have seen as well using like uh, the crucifix as like a catapult and things like that, uh, which is almost like a playful sort of take on sort of you know blasphemy I guess like how seriously do you take it and do you try and just have, be a, have a bit of fun or sarcasm with everything that's involved mm. <clears throat> I hope I, I have enough distance you know that I keep to to myself and to my art I'm very serious about it but then when when the time is right I'm just I'm just goofy as I can be you know and just <laughs> stupid and, and just be a jerk which is which is a comfort of 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 being a, of as part of being free, you know, of of my freedom that I've earned with the hard work. So, um, what's my foundation? What's my what's the fundament of my being here? It's um, I hope a really well played, honest music. This is the foundation of what we do. If it was just uh, some shallow, you know, like plastic shit that I'd be aware of I'd, I'd, and I'll be doing all that stuff around, that would mean I'm just doing the stuff around just to cause attention. But uh, I'm doing all that stuff around because I'm aware of how good it is what we did with, with the band, you know, how solid it is, how, how uh, that is that it definitely has an impact on people and listeners and spectators, and uh, we could just avoid all the all the you know things around and just let the music speak, and it would it would be just fine. But um, why not have some fun on the side and just just some sarcastic or. Yeah, just some 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 sick humor <laughs> on the side, and do some happenings that just spice it up a little bit, like the God equals dog treats and um, 
all this stuff. It's it's happening, you know. It's you can't really treat that serious, can you? I mean, if you do, then well, that's uh, your problem, you know. I don't, I don't, you know. I mean, but if I see Catholics just going nuts for that, like seriously, I'm like, oh shit, that's cool, you know, because I know that it's. I mean, I mean. Mm, if I was a uh, religious person and someone would do that, I wouldn't even bother to comment that, you know. Like, if I think this guy's an idiot, I would just think about it. But there's no, there'd be no need to write it because my credo, my core, my uh, beliefs are here, not around. Unlike for most religious people, they they just they're so weak here inside of them that they need to make a lot of noise and just scream about like everything that just they feel insulted with you know I'm like I'm just sitting there and laughing like a devil because I know that I'm just I just poke them in the right spot you know because it's it's their problem not mine so you mentioned freedom uh, in your previous answer I was wondering with all the sort of backlash that Behemoth have received and negativity surrounding your music in your homeland and everywhere else. Like, do you consider yourself free as an artist? Mm, relatively. I mean, can anyone be free in today's world? No. There's always something that binds you to something. You have a kid, you're bound to the kid, you know, because you feel responsible for it, so you're not free anymore. Depends how you see that, you know. You're part of society, you have to pay taxes. Are you free? No, because you're bound to paying taxes and so on and so on. But as much as my freedom gets, as far, I mean, like, I, I, I feel restrained, I feel restricted and, and limited at some, like, some, some points, you know, in some places. And some others I just I feel, feel totally liberated. It just, it really depends. But uh, I mean, within my freedom, okay, within this this niche, this ghetto, so to say, I do whatever the fuck I want, you know. So that's where my freedom is. That's why you never see Nurgle fucking, you know, protesting in the street with the transparency and just, you know, with it. You know what I mean? Just, I've, I've ne I, that's not me. That's I, I never be that person because that would disturb others people's freedom. I don't want to be in front of their faces just screaming that I know the truth, you know. I got my truth, you know, but I I deal with it within my temple. And my temple is my record, is my the venue I'm playing tonight or I'm doing my exhibit. This is my temple. I'm not going out in the street screaming at other people, you know, like what a lot of religious people do, right? They just go in the street and Jesus will punish you or you know Jesus saves uh, especially in America you, you get that like every corner you, in New York you're anywhere you just all you got this old mad religious madly religious people just you know screaming the, the truths uh, you know uh, right in your face and I'm like well that's that's violent that's aggressive I'm not buying it you know and I don't want it stay away from me you know I'd, n I'd never do that I'm not, and then again, I'm not, I've never been that arrogant to just go to other people and say, hey, 
I had the monopoly on truth. I got my truth, I got my mm, thoughts, but are they ultimate? Nah. You know, Bertrand Russell said this like very, very mm, amazing quote, you know, that the world is, it's, it's pity to see that the world, like the, the world is full of stupid people being so uh, self-confident and a lot of clever people being uh, so uh, so insecure and so unsure of 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 the world you know what i mean that says a lot you know if you're just blindly fanatically into something and you you can die for that that's the first signal that something's very wrong with you so obviously yeah, you don't ascribe to any religion, but I was wondering if there's any sort of philosophy that you follow, or if there's any sort of way of life that you ascribe to. Absolutely. It's a process. It's a process. It just it incorporates a lot of elements that I've collected throughout the years, you know, and they're just in my bank. <laughs> and um, I try to live according to that. Mm, but I'm no sacred, I'm not saint, you know, I'm a hypocrite. And, uh, well, I'm not ashamed to, to admit that. But then, you know, in the end of the day, I'm really, it's all about the balance, right? So, like, okay, let's put it that way. Who's, who's, who's the last person you see mm, every day? That's a question. Uh, like, other half, I guess, the last person I see. Uh, in my case, it's also other half, which is me, because I'm not half, I'm full. Okay, so when I, if I look in the mirror, I see myself. And when I brush my teeth before I go to bed, I see myself. And I'm the last person that I see before I go to bed. And I'm also the first person that I see when I wake up because I go to brush my teeth again and I see Nurgle. Oh shit, it's you again. <laughs> so I think the bottom line is to, whatever you do during your day, okay, it's just to, it's all about the balance, you know. Am I, uh, am I, Am I a righteous being? Am I, uh, am, were I okay to other people? Or were I more like an, uh, of an asshole, you know what I mean? If it, I was 60% good to people and 40% ask, 40 asshole, I win. You know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no perf perfections out there, you know? We're only human beings with our perfections and imperfections so what I'm so what my philosophy is all about I'm working hard on being 60% good and 40% bad to other people I, I, I want to just stay honest with myself and try not to hurt too many people in my life you know I don't know if it makes sense but that's to me is it important to have that element of bad though rather than try and be a hundred percent good I'm trying, you know, but I'm just, I just gave you an example, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm like 90% awesome, you know. Yeah, but do you, would you still, would you not want to get rid of the bad side? Do you think there's something, something to be benefited from having a slight bit of bad inside? Monster Magnet, uh, one of my favorite bands used to sing, it's good to be bad. Uh, sounds like a paradox, right? But hey, I mean. Okay, let me ask another question to you, okay? Because you asked me a question, I'll answer with a question. Could you live with one leg? Is it able, is it, is it, is it possible to live with one leg only? Yeah. 
but it's so much better to use both. That's all about the duality of human nature, you know. We all imbalance and we try to balance it out. Makes sense to me. That's why we have two hands, pair of eyes, pair of legs, pair of balls, and so on and so on. There's a reason for that, that even your, it's, the duality of human nature is reflected in your body. Would you like someone to chop off your ball? No. I like my ball balls, you know. I, I need them, you know, to, to do all the fun stuff, and not only. And that's exactly what our nature is all about, you know. Embrace the shitty side of yourself, you know. Love you at your darkest. That's what the title says it, you know. Sometimes we just go below, we just go really low, and we can, we can really, we, yeah, but, hey, I mean, that's part of our nature. Just embrace that, you know, embrace that and don't castrate your dark side. There's this um, really amazing series called uh, Dexter, right? I'm a fan. And remember what the main guy used to say? He always mentioned his dark passenger. That's how I see that, you know. And like doing behemoth and performing my arts is, is, is this is my dark passenger. And that's, uh, Gustav Jung would say, that's how I'm dealing with my demons. That's how I'm dealing with my, I think he would, he, he would use the term uh, coping with your shadows. So that's the shadows, okay? And I'm coping with them. I'm, I'm embracing them. I'm absorbing them because they're part of me. I don't want to castrate them. I need to make friends with them. I need to build a bridge and, and fucking communicate with it, you know? While all the monotheistic religions, they suggest you castrate that, you know? You're not allowed to do that. And if you allow yourself to let your demons speak, you must go and confess and pray and, you know, feel self-pity and just, just feel guilty and stuff like that, you know. I'm against that. I'm officially against that. That's what I'm targeting. I'm not, I'm not targeting people who th think that way because it's their will. I'm targeting the dogma. I'm targeting the... I'm attacking the, the, the ideology that is uh, uh, harmful for, for your hygiene. It's, it's just not healthy to live with your own leg, to live with the good side only, because it's not possible. I mean, it's possible, but it, you, just, you, you, you end up being disabled, you know, a handicap, you know, mental handicap, spiritual handicap. That's, a, that's a, the perfect term to describe, you know, highly religious people, you know, you are uh, spiritual handicaps. I don't want to be that person. So you seem to be a very, you know, you're a very chill Zen sort of individual, and I think a lot of people perceive you as just a sort of screaming Satanist uh, a lot of the time. Does that annoy you, that sort of misconception that people see you another way? Alistair Crowley used to say, black to the blind. If they want to see only the black side of me, I gladly wear black every day, because every day I'm at funeral of God. So I... Yeah, so I'll celebrate that, you know, that God died. And I'll just wear black and I'll be the, the Satanist for them, you know, gladly. And for those who 
are willing to read between the lines, they'll see the rainbow behind my back. And they see the whole palette of colors and possibilities that lies within human potential. Mine, yours, even his. <laughs> see, obviously I think Behemoth, you know, for lack of a better word, are a very sort of antagonistic band, you know, riling people up as we've discussed, but do you think a lot of bands are afraid of pushing buttons nowadays? Like it seems like you're the only, the main one doing it. There's, there's few bands that do that and I really appreciate them. You know what? Especially in US, there's all these bands, you know, that play so fast, they play like billions of notes, like this fucking 280, you know, the, the, like the, the drum tempos and shit, and they think they're extreme. But they're dull. In the end of the day, they're dull. It's all so safe and it's also like friendly and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's boring. That's not extreme to me. So, I mean, if you, if you say that we are very antagonistic being, which we are, it just puts a huge fucking smile on my face. Because I'd, I'd rather be antagonistic. I'd rather just you know, uh, determine all these bipolar uh, reactions rather than facing like people's indifference. As an artist, that's the best feedback, the best result I can get by releasing my art. I would fucking hate to see people either loving me 100%, which is impossible, or hating me. It's also not possible, you know, so like if you can, you know, level it out, awesome. There are some quite vocal detractors of you, and not necessarily religious types, but music fans that are calling you like a poser and a hipster and all and all these things. Like, do you see these, and does it, do you have a, a message for them? <laughs> well, I mean, are we posing? Oh, who is poser? It's a person who poses. I, I mean, if we take a photo now, I'll make a face number two, okay, or face number three. So I'm posing. It, it does it makes me a poser? Probably. So, in some sense, we all are posers, okay? Or, but I, I like to say we just wear masks, okay? I'm wearing a mask of an artist who's being inter interviewed by, by a journalist now, okay? Uh, when I will face fans there, I'll be acting differently, probably. And then, when I'll be talking to my manager, my face will change, my intonation will change, and then maybe I'm gonna end up with uh, some gorgeous woman uh, in my room after uh, the party, and I, I be believe me, I won't be talking to her like I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, does this make me a poser? If so, then I'm a poser. I'd like to say that we're just wearing masks, you know, and then I'll be calling my mom, and again, I'll be a different person. But am I a different person? Give me a coin and you'll see what it is. You know, there's a human nature, you know. You can't really um, separate that, you know. I mean, when people tell me, I'm wearing this uh, ring, you know, with two faces, right? It's like a, the uh, like, you know, the theater symbol, right? With two masks. It kind of, you know, stands for like, a, the, the represents, you know, what the duality of human nature is to me. <laughs> Sometimes I hear from people, oh, you're so uh, dub uh, double nature, you're so double face. I'm like, stop offending me. I believe that 
average dog has 56 faces, you know, and every human being has at least million of faces, stop insulting me, only two, fuck you. <laughs> so that's, that's the first answer, and the second answer was uh, poser and hipster. Mm. Okay. Anywhere I go, I start, I'll start a tour, okay? And I'll go to Phoenix, and uh, let's say I got three hours to kill. I'll approach the promoter and say, hey, where's the nearest hipster area here? What do you mean? On the hip area. Oh, yeah, you go there and there, and that, that's where I go. You know why? Because all the hipsters areas in every town, town or every city is the coolest spots on earth. Why? Because they, that's always a good coffee spot, and I'm looking for a good coffee place, not a shitty fucking coffee. There's always craft beer place. There's always great record store with, with amazing vinyls, secondhand or whatever. There's always uh, theaters. There's always cinemas. There's, uh, there's cool spots, you know. Culturally, that's hipsters make the world evolve. Am I a hipster myself? I don't know, because I always tr run away from uh, like any definitions, you know. I used to have this uh, moustache, like curly moustache, you know, and I heard a lot that I'm a hipster. Wow, so the moustache makes me a hipster. Wow. I mean, people love their labeling, you know. People love to put stickers on your forehead. And on my forehead there's a lot of space, so I always get uh, more than one. And, and it's cool, you know. If it makes your life easier, cool with me. But trust me, if I'm a hipster, then fine, you know. But I'm a hipster and I'm a billion other things at the same time. It just depends what I need in this very moment. I just throw the card out and I'll just do it. Because that's what the complexity of human nature is all about. We're very complex beings. And you people and you, you know, boshers and accusers, you know, you better learn that, you know, the sooner you learn about that, the, the happier and less frustrated you're going to be and the less uh, violent and, and aggressive you're going to be towards other people, you know, because it's all about yourself. There's hipster in each one of you. I say more. That's going to be very controversial for some people. I bet that in there's Adolf Hitler in each one of you as well, you know, maybe a little percent. And so on, so on. Like, we are everything, okay? There's, there's every, this whole universe that's, that's in you, and it's in me, and it's even in him. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you know what I'm trying to say? It's just, I don't know. I'm, but then again, I might be wrong. <laughs> And that was Nurgle. Don't forget the new Behemoth album, I Loved You At Your Darkest, is out now on Nuclear Blast. We've got another special interview coming up in a few weeks with someone who's not in a metal band, but is very, very metal. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Cheers. <laughs>